Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Linux After Dark. I'm Joe. I'm Chris. I'm Gary. And I'm Dalton. Welcome back, chaps. I think we have to talk about Ubuntu. We started talking about this after we recorded last time, and I said, hang on, let's save it. Let's record this conversation. People are worried. People are starting to say silly things like Fedora is the new Ubuntu. People are worried about things like the Firefox snap, the multiple departures from Canonical of prominent people. People are saying that the desktop has been neglected. I've even seen people saying that Ubuntu desktop users are essentially beta testers for their IoT stuff. This is all surely hyperbole. Ubuntu has orders of magnitude more users than any other distro. And surely it's just in a boring, mature phase now. And people just want a bit of excitement with Fedora or Arch or whatever. Yeah, I kind of sit fairly reasonably on this. I waver a bit. Like I was just reading the the new Ubuntu Mate LTS release notes, and there's enough in there that I'm pleased about. I tested it at work because I've been having trouble with USB-C dock and dual monitors. The snap of Firefox is slow. Snaps for me have always been slow. I don't really use them for graphical applications, but it hasn't made me fully want to switch away. But it's hard when there's a lot of noise to not have your head turned slightly or to start thinking about what's changing. And, you know, things can get whipped up in a short space of time. But having said that, there's not nothing that's changing. And I I do feel that, like you said, Joe, just then, lots of people seem to have left Canonical in a short space of time. And that for me is is a little bit more worrying. Like why? Maybe it's just that we're seeing it more. I don't know, but why is that happening? And I personally, I've thought about trying something else, but I was thinking today, I usually do this around the new LTS. <laughs> and then the new LTS comes out. I wait for the point release. I install it and it's generally fine. And I stick with it. So I was recently using Ubuntu and... I use the interim releases and I ended up just going to Windows. For me, it was definitely Firefox going slowly and I wanted different features in games and I really wanted to try out what's going on across the pond, as it were, from Canonical. This is kind of the problem is that Windows is fine and like, that's kind of concerning. <laughs> Windows is fine. Windows 11 has been relatively well received. We're not allowed to talk about M1 Macs, but they are quite popular, I'm led to believe. Mac OS is also fine. Yeah, there, there was like this period between 2012 and 2020 where for 2012 to 2015, Windows was awful because it was Windows 8 and everyone was deadpanning it. I kind of liked Windows 8 if you had Classic Shell, but whatever. And then from 2015 to... 2020, we had the Butterfly Keyboard Max with exclusively USB-C ports and garbage keyboards, and they were slower than an equivalent Intel machine for the same price. So during all this, it's like, oh man, come over here to Ubuntu. It's great. It's better than all those. And now it's they're fine. So we don't have that edge. Yeah, and I think that, that hits the nail on the head for me. I don't necessarily think that it's that Ubuntu is overall going down the pan or is any worse than it's 
it's been before. Like it's fine. I think there, like we said, there are some questionable decisions they've made right around browsers being snaps and stuff like that. But overall, it it's just fine. I think the big problem is that all of the other operating systems are also just fine now. There's nothing exciting going on with Ubuntu. There's nothing exciting going on with macOS, hardware aside. And there's nothing particularly exciting with Windows. So it doesn't surprise me that people are looking elsewhere for something more interesting. Well, I've said this before. Enthusiasts are looking elsewhere for something interesting. Most people who use a computer don't care about the operating system at all, don't even know what an operating system is. They care about applications. Can I run Discord? Can I run Photoshop? Can I run XYZ? That's all they care about. And broadly, I guess, can I run a browser? Well, yeah. It's what most people do their work in now. And most people, let's face it, like real normal people aren't using a desktop computer to do most of their stuff. They're using a tablet or by and large, a phone, and that's where they do 90% of their computing. My wife maybe uses her laptop once a week and does everything else on her phone. So I think that things are getting less and less exciting. People are moving more and more away from the desktop as a general rule. And like you say, enthusiasts want something that's cool and has fancy new features. And that has never really been Ubuntu, right? That's been Arch or Fedora or insert distro here it's never been ubuntu's place ubuntu is really good in the enterprise like you know my employer we've got some very large ubuntu desktop deployments and people are just using ubuntu to get their work done and i think that that really is where canonical are targeting it at the moment i would disagree that it's never been exciting if you look at the days of unity that was this huge departure They had to look at what GNOME Shell, GNOME 3, was looking like and decided we have to make our own thing. And they were doing this exciting thing with the phone and everything. And then they realized, "Mm, yeah, that's going nowhere. Let's just go back to GNOME and be a boring enterprise desktop distro. And it's been relatively smooth sailing since, snaps notwithstanding. But was it exciting then? Because I remember... Unity being released, and that's exactly where forks and like Ubuntu Mate came along, where people went, do you know what, actually, I don't like the direction they're going in. It's not for me. I'm going to go and use something else. And that's where Ubuntu Mate popped up. That's where a whole bunch of other distros based on a kind of more classical desktop popped up. We're having these same conversations 10 or so years ago when Unity became the default. Okay, this episode is sponsored by Vulture. Go to getvulture.com slash LAD to sign up and get $150 free credit to use in 30 days. Vulture offers high-performance cloud compute, bare metal, storage, and managed Kubernetes in 24 locations all over the world. You can pick from 12 operating systems, including Windows, or you can bring your own ISO. Vulture's Marketplace offers one-click installation of more than 50 applications and operating systems, including Instant Minecraft and other game servers, VoIP and VPN platforms, content management systems like WordPress, and cPanel. Also check out their optimized plans, CPU, memory, and storage optimized instances featuring the latest AMD Epic chips. So go to getvulture.com LAD to get your $150 credit and support the show. That's G-E-T-V-U-L-T-R dot com slash L-A-D. I think thing that's important to remember again as well is you get like a reddit post or an article that says 
oh my God, they've snapped Firefox. It's the end days. That in itself is not that bad because you can just get the binary that auto updates. Flatpak is available and the release notes for the new LTS of Ubuntu Mate, the way WinPress has handled it is he's just gone, snap and Flatpak are enabled out of the box. Off you go, have your pick. And that's the advantage, I guess, of the flavors. I think where I might find it more troubling, and I don't think it's at that stage yet, is if an incredible amount of the stack was snaps that were auto-refreshing, and there was a huge swathe of them enabled by default, which hasn't happened and has been mooted by people who are speculating rather than people who are actually doing it. So it's not as big a deal necessarily, I think, as it's made out to be. But you can quickly get a hype train going, especially these days, because you need engagement. And easy engagement is to go negative. And I was quite, it was quite refreshing because all of this stuff's flying about. One of the top posts in our favorite cesspool, R Linux, this week was, <laughs> I've installed uh, Ubuntu 22.04. And you know what? It's fine. It's really fine. Um, I've got rid of a couple of snaps. I've set it up how I like it. And notwithstanding that, what they've done with GNOME is very good, very polished. I like where they've landed. And it's a solid LTS that I'm happy to use for the next three to five years, however I decide to upgrade it. So I think, you know, it's worth taking a step back because, as Joe said, there are a lot of people using vanilla Ubuntu very happily getting their work done. And it's a popular corporate deploy because there is the sort of checks in place that people want. You know, I've lurked on forums for boutique distros and every so often someone will pop up and be like, do you have any compliance documents or what's your security policy? And they ask these questions and very quickly it falls apart. And you're like, well, if you need that, you need Canonical (laughs) behind it. And those deployments are not going to go anywhere soon. And I just don't see something like Fedora, for example, suddenly swooping in because I think the release cycle is too regular. I think LTS Ubuntu is a good sell for a lot of users. Yeah, Fedora is great for a certain type of user, probably a lot of the kind of person who would listen to this show. It would be a great distro for you. But for people who don't know what an operating system is, Fedora is a terrible choice as far as I'm concerned. There's too much new stuff. It changes too often. And it's not supported for a long enough period. It's for people who know what Linux is and want the latest stuff and don't mind working around a few little issues here and there that to a power user are just minor issues, but to someone who isn't an enthusiast, are real showstoppers. And that's why we have the likes of Ubuntu. Or let's face it, even people who are enthusiasts, who just want something that works. I work in IT and I'm doing stuff all day every day and fixing stuff all day every day. And I just want to come home and open my laptop and have it work. I effectively do exactly what Chris described as the the user on Reddit had done, right? I've got 2004 installed. I've had it installed since 2004 was released. I did an app daughter remove SnapD. <laughs> I installed the applications I wanted as Debs. And I've been using it for the last two years since it was released. And I'll probably continue to use it until 2204 is a point release or two. 
And that's absolutely fine. I can still get everything I need to do done. I can record this podcast. I can browse the web. I can do some development stuff. I don't necessarily need Wayland or Pipewire or any of that stuff to get the things I need to do done. That's another thing that's interesting about having people who are technically minded using operating systems that people who are technically minded don't like, like Windows or Mac OS. Oh, sorry, did I say the bad word again? <laughs> if you know what you're doing around these operating systems, you can turn off the parts you don't like. You can turn off the parts you don't like in Ubuntu, you can turn off the parts you don't like in Windows, and you can turn off the parts you don't like in the bad word that we don't name. And that's where I think that people are coming from a bit of a false narrative in, you know, this one is so hard to use because they care about these things and they know how to turn them off. People who don't care about those things don't know how to turn them off, but also don't care. <laughs> so, like, who cares? Well, it's interesting as well, because a lot of the discourse recently has started to center around snaps. And digging into the technicalities of it with the Firefox snap, I think what's frustrating for me is the cloudy communication slash policy slash for some people, I'm sorry, you can't deny that Firefox opens slowly since its transition to a snap. It just does yep. load slowly. Yeah, 45 seconds on my old Vivo book, which is a third gen i3. It's just a dual core affair. It's it's a very lightweight. It's only got four gigs of RAM. It's it's a very weak laptop. But that's probably what the average user is using, right? They've got a five, six-year-old laptop because let's face it, they're using their phone for most stuff. And that's the machine they use when they need to fill in a form or something. Well, that's what my wife uses daily. She's got the exact same Vivo book and she refuses to upgrade it because it works. She hates e-waste. Why would she? And she's running Zubuntu on there with no problem at all. But if Firefox is going to take 45 seconds to open, she's not going to be very happy. Yeah. And it's important to state, Joe, isn't it? Because as we were discussing, that's on an SSD. So this is the thing. So it's not a spinning rust issue. And People we know have done technical dig-ins to work out that it's not just as simple as saying, well, it's just because it's snapped and it's SquashFS and all of this stuff that people throw around on Reddit. It's also to do with how the binary is compiled and Flatpak is quicker and the deb seems to be quicker, but the snap seems to be slower because of the way it's being compiled. So Popey uncompressed the snap and ran what's inside it and it was still slow. So something's going on. That's all fine. The difficulty for me is you get to that point and then it would be nice if someone said, mea culpa, it's slow, let's fix it, instead of what seems to happen, which is nothing. <laughs> so, and that's what's difficult because at the end of the day for me, having done a lot of IT support for people, I can tell you that something that used to be quick getting slower is what really pisses people off, even non-technical people. That's what most people would come to me with Normally, because spinning rust had slowed down and an SSD upgrade would make the computer seem new again. But just generally, if something that was fine gets slower, people tell you, even if they're not technical, they get pissed off. Yeah. And the solution of, well, just get the tarball, extract it and change your shortcuts or whatever, that's not going to wash with non-technical people. And the vast majority of Ubuntu users are non-technical people. Well, it's not even going to wash with me as someone who is a technical person. I don't want to be faffing about with like pulling down a tarball and extracting it and stuff. I just want the distro maintainer to do something sensible that's not going to be at the detriment of the user experience. And that's effectively what 
the Firefox snap is. And hopefully it does get fixed, but it certainly has been like that for a while. I've been using 21.10, and it was like that from the release of 21.10, so they've had time to hear this problem. Yes, but they've had time to hear it from enthusiasts. And now, when 22.04 comes out, and maybe not immediately, maybe once the point release comes out and people get offered the upgrade via the GUI, that is when they're going to have to sit up and take note because that is when millions of users are going to get this snap of Firefox once they upgrade. And at that point, they're going to have to fix it and we'll all benefit from that. So maybe it's a good thing that they are doing a Fedora, as it were. Fedora pushed Pulse Audio in way before it was ready. A bunch of people found the bugs, fixed the bugs, and now it's rock solid. Maybe it takes pushing a major application that almost every single user uses as a snap to make snaps actually not suck. Maybe that's the play. Maybe it is the play, but Fedora did that to a group of users who knew what they were doing. Ubuntu also pushed it to a group of users who knew what they were doing by doing it in an interim release and then got a load of feedback saying it was slow. And then just went, well, you know what? Screw this. They're just complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Then I've put it in an LTS where real people are going to be impacted by it. Because we're not real people, obviously. But do you know what I mean? Like normal end users, someone who is given a laptop by their employer that happens to have Ubuntu on, which does happen, is just going to complain their browser is slow suddenly and their employer won't be able to do anything about it other than, I mean, what are you going to do if you're large cloud company you're going to turn around to users and say well do a snap remove firefox and then download the tarball i don't think that's going to work is there a huge chrome shaped elephant in this room i was literally about to say that should i light the match and be like does it matter because he's using firefox anymore (laughs) (laughs) you would be surprised as someone who works for a large enterprise where the default browser on everyone's machine is Firefox, I certainly use it every day. Yeah, I was going to say it's the the Edge effect. I was surprised at how many people use Edge, especially now it's quite good because it's rebadged Chrome. Quite a lot of people that were dropping their laptops into me for residential support would just go ahead and use it because that was the internet button. Well, yeah, and if you try and use another browser... Windows will not shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess that's the thing is I don't specifically remember Chrome as a snap being slow, so it probably wasn't. But I very strongly remember Firefox as a snap being slow, so it probably was. Well, Chromium has been a snap for ages, right. but I'm talking about proper Chrome, as in the Deb that you download and let Google take over your machine. Well, Popey was making an interesting point, and just this week they've released a unofficial flat pack of Chrome, but you can get it from FlatHub before you had to actually activate the beta channel for uh, FlatHub. But now it's on FlatHub proper. And Popey was saying that, as far as he was aware, Google have a very strict EULA where you have to be presented with it before you can download and run it. And I'm not sure how they're dealing with that and how annoyed Google will be because as far as I'm aware with Flatpak install, that doesn't happen. But my my experience with going back to what Dalton said there, I've turned my back on basically Snap installing any GUI apps because I was finding that installing the Flatpak just meant that they loaded quicker and that's what I cared about, especially on a cold boot of my machine 
where I'm loading quite a few applications, it was just noticeably slower. And that was it for me. I was like, this method gets me the same applications, but much more quickly when I boot my machine. And it was as simple as that. So I haven't made any comparisons in anger for ages. There's been a couple of times where I've gone back to the snap because the, the flat pack is not up to date or broken. But largely, like I said about my users, it's about speed. If something slows down, that's fine another way and quicker. I'm just going to turn around and use it. Well, do let us know what you think, dear listener. Is the sky falling for Ubuntu? You can email us show at linuxafterdark.net. And thank you everyone who supports us as well. That's really appreciated. You can go to linuxafterdark.net slash support to find out more about that. And remember, for $5 or more per month on Patreon, you can get an ad-free RSS feed for this show, Linux Downtime, and Late Night Linux. But with that, we better get out of here. We'll be back in a couple of weeks when maybe, just maybe, Dalton will tell us about his Steam Deck. Or maybe we'll just uh, tease that a little bit longer, but who knows. But until then, I've been Joe. I've been Chris. My name is Gary. And I've been Dalton. And I'm an enthusiast just like you. See you later.